The following podcast contains spoilers for Much Ado About Nothing. It's not the Shakespearean one, but a Chilean one that is not really called Much Ado About Nothing. That is the English title. Who knows why? But anyway, you have been warned! What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Keha News Radio. This is your mm. host, Glenjamin Bunn, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. Hello there. Hello, sir, you, you scantilous clad sir. <laughs> how you, how you doing? I don't know what I'm saying. I'm, I worked today. I was, yeah. It was, I worked harder today than I have my whole last year. You <laughs> have officially worked more than me in the past uh, week and week, two weeks, actually. Holy crap. Yeah. Two weeks ago, we rushed to the hospital, and, and I, then, I threw Caitlin out of the car. And, and John C. Riley popped out. And John C. Riley. <laughs> yeah, I wish he popped out. It was more of like Can a... Can you imagine? <laughs> I would be actually scared for you guys. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what, what have you been up to this week? Have you watched anything worthy of discussing? Um, I've, I've watched uh, two movies, and I finished a show that I'm very, very content with, and Ooh. actually it was I plugged last week. Castlevania? Um, actually. Oh, no, 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 no. It was, it the, was uh, uh, that key issues thing about it, like Invincible. See, uh, yes. So the season finale of uh, Invincible uh, hit last week, last Friday, and dear God almighty, uh, that I absolutely love it so much that I pretty much almost rewatched the whole season over again right after I watched that episode. I love it like, when that happens. Oh. It's so uh, as as like somebody who like you know loves superheroes and stuff like this. The show is actually pretty uh, genuine and like crazy. Yeah, well, genuine in the relationships until they don't turn genuine, and yeah. the show's chaotic and yep. uh, some things happen that I don't want to spoil. So I'll say, oh. Um, after that, <clears throat> I watched uh, Stowaway. I almost said Castaway, but that's a completely not that movie. Yeah. Um, and we will talk about that when you talk about it. And then I watched Garden State. Oh, you said two movies. That is, a, oh, you said a show. That's right. Okay. There you <laughs> Scratch that. Still slightly ba- uh, baby-brained, but yes, it's okay, my brother. Yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, Garden State with a uh, directed by Zach Braff, uh, starring Zach Braff, and also I believe produced by Zach Braff. It's got Natalie Probably. Portman. Um, it was an enjoyable movie. I didn't go you know head over heels for it. Um, yeah, but I, I I had fun with it. It was it was cool. That's a film that it was very much of its time, mm-hmm. and it has not aged incredibly well. Not in the sense that it's like problematic. Yeah, but it's just like it's a whiny white guy essentially. Pretty pretty much, and and not to say that like his problems aren't valid, but they're it's not that interesting anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I it's a, I do enjoy that movie. It's just yeah, I, I wouldn't mind watching this again some point. Yeah, it's very early two thousands, mm-hmm. and a very very young uh, Natalie Portman. Not like you know Leon the professional young or anything, yeah. but but uh, was actually when is when did she did she like continue doing movies after Leon or did she kind of come back? No, she she did uh, okay. She, she did Leon, and then she did, like, the Star... Well, not... I mean, there's time between the Star Wars movies. Natalie um, Portman is probably one of, like, the best criers in the industry. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean... It's really... It's crazy to think about. <laughs> v for Vendetta alone, like, mm-hmm. right there. 
Um, but yeah, uh, Leon was 1994. Uh, uh, Phantom Menace was 99. And okay. she was in Mars Attacks in 96. Heat in 95. So yeah, she's been working pretty steadily since 94. Okay. Um, Good for her. Yeah. Funnily enough, I think her longest break was after her Oscar win for uh, uh, Black Swan. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that that's typical. A lot of people get tired of actresses for some reason after they win an Oscar. The industry's like hard on women. She's been doing her own thing as well. Like she after, has, yeah. yeah. She's been uh, killing it. But uh, honestly, other, so. other than that, I haven't watched uh, anything else. Yeah. Sadly. Uh, so I watched four movies. Well, I oh. hope you watched our our movie we're discussing today. Oh no, I didn't. This is news <laughs> to me. What, so, we're watching so movies. So what movie were you texting me about last night that you said you were confused? And yeah, no, I was confused because <laughs> I didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, so I watched four movies, including our assignment this week. First one I watched is Stowaway. Um, I watched it because uh, we had done the director. What's his first name? I know uh, it's Joe Pena. Pena. Joe, uh, Joe Pena or, or Pena. Um, however you pronounce it. I don't know if he has the uh, little squiggle. And yet, I think it is called. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, we did uh, Arctic, which was directed by him. So I watched Stowaway. Mm-hmm. Also, because I saw you watch Stowaway. It is almost an amazing film. Yeah. Uh, but it just kind of falls short of that and is just kind of good. Uh, yeah, it's... Not, not like ground-shakingly good, but just like, oh, yeah, that was good. It definitely had you with the, the characters in, the like, the first half for sure, and then throws a little twist at you, and then, like, you're like, okay, yeah, I can kind of see the way this movie might be going, and then it doesn't, and not necessarily in a bad way. But not really in like a good way either. Yeah. Um, um, I am glad that it never. A little slight spoilers, but not nothing too too heavy. I'm glad that it never came to be like they were physically fighting over something. Yeah. Uh, it was always just like this is our problem. We need to tackle it. This sucks. It was. It was never like the the thriller that you see. It was like, oh, where's where is he hiding? Yeah. We got to find him so he doesn't kill us and stuff like that it it was it just stayed very scientific for lack of a better word just this is what needs to happen what are our solutions Mm -hmm. and Um, uh as you had uh texted to me at a certain point you were like the sound design this is crazy i'm like yes yes Yes, it is joe penn is known for his sound on youtube for sure yeah i i uh i texted that to you in the first like two minutes because it was the um the launch scene Mm-hmm. And the launch scene with surround sound is just amazing. So, I can I can imagine um, for sure. But yeah, Stowaway. I really uh, I I don't want to say I really enjoyed it. I almost really enjoyed it. Yeah. But just ultimately enjoyed it. What was um, what was crazy about watching this too is in the middle of it I realized who Daniel Day Kim had played in like a video game that I played growing mm-hmm. up, and I was like what the fuck <laughs> my mind was just blown i always liked yeah. david day kim i wish he was in more stuff for sure that yeah. we watched on a regular basis i know he's in like a couple of hawaii Five O or some shit like that yeah but uh, i wish he was in more movies and then like knowing that he played gat in the saints row series i was like <laughs> and I, I discreetly melted into a puddle yeah uh, but yeah, that's Stowaway. Uh, then I watched uh, Much Ado About Nothing, the the film we're going to discuss shortly. Mm-hmm. Not the uh, Shakespearean one. Not the Shakespearean one. No, no. I I have had too much Shakespeare for the the year with Titus. And <laughs> uh, so then I watched Midnight Run, which is a like a bounty hunter comedy movie with Robert De Niro 
and the guy who plays the dad in the Beethoven movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget his name. Let's see. His name is Charles Grodin, I believe. That's him. Maybe. Um, yeah, Charles Grodin or Grodin. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. It was it was nice. It was a, a nice little comedy um, that could have not been nice little okay. comedy. Uh, Robert De Niro is really good in it. Charles Grodin, they have a really good chemistry together. Uh, they they play off of each other really well, uh, and I highly suggest Midnight Run. So, All right. Yeah, from 1988. Great, great movie. Then I watched a, a new Netflix animated movie called The Mitchells vs. The Machines. Um, this is by Lord and Miller, who did the Lego movie, I believe. I never even heard of this. It was supposed to come out in theaters like back last November or something. Of course, we know that never happened. Yeah. Then uh, Netflix bought it up, or maybe like Netflix had produced it and then just kind of gave up on waiting to put it in theaters. Maybe. Uh, it might also be in theaters right now. I don't know. It's just not in theaters near us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's got the voices of Danny McBride, Abby J- uh, Jacobson from Broad City, Maya Rudolph, uh, Eric Andre is also in there. Olivia Coleman plays like a Siri type phone thing. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a family animated film about mm-hmm. the end of the world via robots. Oh wait, yeah, it's like a, yeah. Okay, no, I remember this yeah. now. My yeah. mind again is melted. Mm-hmm. Uh, the animation style is incredible. I really, really like the animation style. Uh, it's it's three D animation, but it's like textured to look like somewhat claymation in a way even though it's not claymation mm-hmm. uh, it, it's hard to explain because it doesn't look like claymation either it's just its own thing but it looks like you can reach out and grab it that's how well textured it is okay um and uh the 3d effect on that it would have been like i'm not a huge fan of 3d movies but this would have been cool to see in 3d i feel yeah um you know they, it has its time and place 3d uh, but that's all I watched uh, this week, so let's get into some news. My news for this week, Quentin Tarantino's new Beverly Cinema sets to reopen uh, on June 1st, I believe it is. Yep, June 1st. Uh, so, yeah, Quentin Tarantino's uh, theater that he owns called Beverly Cinema uh, in Los Angeles is going to be opening June 1st. Uh, this is a huge deal for Los Angeles, uh, the the theater scene there. Um, especially after they just had like the arc light theaters close and, and all that. Um, hoping that the, uh, someone buys the Cinerama that closed, mm-hmm. uh, hoping it's Quentin Tarantino. Cause I feel like he would do a good job at, at running that and maintaining that. Um, but yeah, Beverly cinema in Los Angeles, uh, owned by Quentin Tarantino is opening June 1st and their marquee says reopening June 1st, 2021, because we love showing movies. And that is just lovely to see that is very very wholesome in my heart yeah um what the hell was i about to say oh i i feel like i was like in my mind for some reason this is the first time this has happened this whole last year of me being quarantined is where like i don't realize what like day it is and where (laughs) we are yeah june that's pretty far away and then i was like no, it's not at it's all. It's less than a month. <laughs> yeah, it's literally real close. Yeah. So that, that kind of... Now who's got the baby brain now? It's me. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, my news um, is going to be the MCU Universe Phase 4 lineup. So they uh, dropped a little trailer, and they kind of ju- they just kind of went out with a little bang here of what they're showing off. 
um, of what they've got for the whole phase uh, four little thingy-majig uh, raking up all the way probably either to 2023 or 2024. And here's the lineup. Obviously, we've got Black Widow, which has just been sitting in limbo for who knows how long, waiting to be released in theaters. Um, yep. uh, uh, I just said limbo. Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, Eternal, I'm sorry, Eternals, um, Spider-Man, No Way Home, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, The Marvels, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, uh, which is an interesting title, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and then Fantastic Four. So, there's the whole lineup we got there. If it's not Fantastic Four starring the It's Always Sunny cast, then I don't care. Yeah, I'm really, I'm kind of really hoping that it is now, to be honest. <laughs> That's I something like, Ryan Reynolds uh, yeah, pitched. Yeah, I mean, so. it's kind of perfect, honestly. Yeah, like, it for really a while is. there, I was like, yeah, Dennis give me would a... be Doctor Doom. Uh, yep. Mac would be Mr. Fantastic. Charlie would be, I think... Uh, was it the Human Torch? Mm-hmm. Uh, not Elastigirl. What's uh, Jessica Alba's character in the original? Um, the only female invisible character. Invisible Girl. Invisible Girl, yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be uh, Sweet D. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Frank would be <laughs> yep. the thing. Um, it's it's perfect, honestly. And I'm bummed it won't happen. Uh, those movies, I, I will see probably all of them. Mm-hmm. But I am excited like really excited for zero of them uh so yeah it's there was uh yeah there was um two things that were actually kind of pointed out to me in this list um well the first thing's kind of a given um ryan coogler has gone on to stay like state that he's going to respectively you know pay homage to you know chadwick boseman in black panther that's you know that was already without a doubt and then somebody brought up to me that blade's not even on here and that kind of blew my mind, to be honest. Maybe because, because it'll probably be rated R. They don't want to advertise it with the MCU. Uh, um, maybe. That's the only reason I could think. Because isn't Mahershala Ali supposed to play yeah, him? Yeah, they, they already casted him. I feel like they, you know, they really haven't done anything, at least in the news that I've yeah. seen. We just know that he's been casted as Blade. Yeah. Um, um, also, I heard that uh, a- Andrew Garfield was not called for Spider-Man No Way Home. At all, so uh, from uh, uh, int- contrary I did, I did, to rumors, it seems like he's not going to be in it. Yeah, I, I feel like I did pass that too, but uh, I thought I thought it was like already said that he was casted already. So, so did I, but you know you, you can't trust movie news, especially when it comes to Marvel. Yeah, I never um, will again as well. Look at yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Tobey Maguire's not even on there, even though he's probably going to be in it because uh, um, yeah, they are. Uh, Doc Ock is going to yeah. be in it. The uh, what's his name? God, why can't Al- Alfred Al, Molina? Yeah, Alfred Molina, he's in it. Um, so it's yeah, but like to not include Andrew Garfield is like a huge middle finger mm-hmm. to to him. Like, I, especially I never, since he, especially since he was really giving it the Spider-Man feel in the second one. Like he yeah. was he was doing it. I never understand like why people care so goddamn much about a character that they're like, that's not Spider-Man. Yeah, it's not. In, in the first one, I can understand a little bit. Like, all right, they were pushing for him not being really nerdy and stuff like this. Yeah, but I mean, like, he was like a model more than he was like a nerd. But like, 
at the, in the second movie, he kind of redeemed himself very much in that movie. Yeah, but also, like, calm your tits, Marvel yeah, fans. come on now. It's a movie. And it wasn't even, like, him redeeming himself, sort of. Thing. That's just how the character was written yeah. out. He just played I, it very well. <laughs> I will I will still stand by the fact that Gwen Stacy dying in Amazing Spider-Man 2 is the single best Marvel moment Absolutely. ever in, in the history of Marvel. Uh, Marvel Cinema. It's, it's definitely up there for me. Yeah, like and you in, know why? Because death fucking mattered there. And if yeah. they bring Killmonger back for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, yeah, I will officially be done with Marvel. Like, believe it or not, I'm not done with Marvel. I just don't care about them. Yeah, I really hope they, bring, they don't. Uh, if do they that bring either. Killmonger back and further prove that they don't give a shit about people dying, I'm fucking writing them off forever. Because mm-hmm. his ending, his his death was a beautiful moment of empathy between hero and villain and if they just shrug that off and say oh no he's back even if it's a prequel oh he's back fuck you no i I, i've gone i've so far i've gone on to want his sister to be the black the new black panther yeah i mean i i I don't care either way yeah i i still think like obviously not this soon but eventually they should recast the black panther just because you have little little um, black boys looking up to Black Panther for one movie where he's mm-hmm. the lead and then the the Avengers movies and then you're just going to rip that away from them just to to you know kind of oh, pay homage to an actor who would want you to continue probably yeah um, it's yeah like wait five years or something but you got to eventually move on with a different actor mm-hmm. it's 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 dumb in my opinion but like I get why they're doing it for the second one Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, other than that, that's kind of that news, that little whole lineup. Uh, they dropped a bunch of trailers in that lineup, so yeah. feel free to watch any of those on your own uh, little viewings. But uh, yeah. yeah, actually, I don't think they, they, they dropped what, like, teases, not trailers. I'm sorry. I might have yeah. lied about that just now. But regardless, that's it. Yep. Let's move on, shall we? Let's move on to a review of Much Ado About Nothing. ¿Ustedes acompañan al cabo en el vehículo? No sigue. Manuel venía manejando. Y afirman que usted venía manejando. Eso es totalmente falso. Por el delito de manejo en estado de ebriedad con resultado de muerte. ¿Qué pasó? ¿Tú sabes cómo son los arreos? Referente a las huellas dactilares del vehículo... La verdad no es la verdad. Vicente sí manejó ese auto. Una verdad que te va a llevar directamente a la cárcel, weón. Tú no tomas malas decisiones. No, yo no fui. No eres malo, o sea, eres medio ingenuo, te mandáis tus cagas, pero eres bueno. Es probable que tú lo hayas pegado y que no te hayas dado cuenta. Me tengo que ir. Yo soy Gustavo Barría, el abogado de Manuel Larrea. Yes. Uh, much ado about nothing. Carefree college student Vicente, uh, Vicente ends up in a desperate fight for freedom when a well-connected friend falsely accuses him of a hit-and-run accident. Ooh. I tried to make that sound like a, you know, like a like a high school teen drama thing. <laughs> <laughs> Stan Marsh. <laughs> Vincente and Roxana. Uh, anyway, directed by Alejandro Fernandez Almendras. Uh, it is written by Alejandro Fernandez Almendras and Geronimo or Geronimo, Geronimo. Geronimo. Geronimo Rodriguez, uh, starring Augustine Silva, Paulina Garcia, Daniel Alcano and Alejandro Goich. Uh, and it is a Chilean film that uh, was 
produced in 2016. It showed in Sundance, and the Spanish title is Aquí No Ha Pasado Nada, which uh, means, I wrote it down, nothing happened here, I think, is what it is. Hmm. Damn, where did I write it? Nothing Maybe it never yeah. happened there. Yeah, Spanish title means nothing Nothing happened here, huh. uh, which I don't know why they didn't yeah, just go with that title. Yeah, why is the title this, then? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Did, did they just want to, like, connect it to uh, a Shakespearean comedy for some reason? <laughs> uh, maybe translation problems. What? That's so weird. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, you came to me via Facebook yes, Messenger. more than and once. Said, I, I am a confusion I mm-hmm. I do not understand. What, yes. Let's discuss this. Let's break this down. My mind was a babble. All right. So, for the most part, obviously, I was there, you know, kind of like Vicente. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry about the noise there. Um, it was the ending that caught me off guard because, uh, so I understand, like, he kind of talked to him. Obviously, we're kind of going into spoilers way ahead of time. Um you know, that the one guy, uh, the Viper, whatever the fuck his name, it wasn't Viper, I'm just saying a funny name. Uh, the one dude, the lawyer guy, came to Vicente and was like, hey, you're fighting a battle, you're not going to win. Uh, yeah. Just give up. And then, you know, he 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 seems to did, did or have done that. And then he went to court, he pleaded that he did hit the guy, yada yada. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> then then he's at a party with friend those guys again and shit like that, and then he's yeah. like a boyfriend and girl maybe with that girl. Uh, what these yeah. people? If these people hear me out, if they just put me on the line saying I hit some fucking guy and I didn't, you bet your fucking ass those people aren't. I will find the most petty ways to ruin your rest of your life. <laughs> if you 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 got a hole in your sock, you bet your ass that was me. You <laughs> got a flat tire. Congratulations. Yeah, I gave it to you. So obviously the whole thing starts. The film starts with him uh, partying with people he just met, um, which you know, to me just flags this would never happen to an introvert. Mm-hmm. Uh, extroverts, you are 100% the cause of the world's problems. <laughs> Wars, it's because you people want to socialize. How Famine, dare you? it's because you people want to socialize. Disease, we know that the COVID is still going because of extroverts, you fuckers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, extroverts are to blame for everything. This would never happen if, if Vincente was a, a uh, introvert. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> so, so, Vincente goes to party with these people he just met. Uh, they drink and drive because teenagers, uh, uh, rich, or, rich teenagers. Yeah. I don't uh, even know if they're technically teenagers. They were going to college. Yeah, and stuff college, like that. college. So, kids. So they like look 20, really young early twenties. Yeah, but they're they're all uh, they're all drinking and driving because they're all rich and and uh, you know nothing can touch them. One of them is a senator's son. Uh, Manuel is a senator's son. Um, which this is actually based off of an actual event that happened mm-hmm. where a senator's son killed someone in a hit and run. Uh, they pinned it on a friend or a friend agreed to have it pinned on him. And they all got off regardless of one of them having it pinned on them. So this is kind of in response to that. I feel like it probably has more uh, weight in Chile where mm-hmm. it happened than it does here. Um 
but yeah, it's it's the whole thing. You're you're absolutely right. Where like if if especially if they were like lifelong friends, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I would consider forgiving them, but you just met these people. The first night you hang out with them, they try to pin a a hit and run on you, mm-hmm. and you're just gonna go back with them. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. And maybe it's like trying to say something of if you play the game, you get a seat at the table kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I feel like it could have done a lot better job at, at showing that. Like maybe if they presented Vincente with a good reason to yeah, do if, it other than he would he would lose. If they in but, any way, shape, or form talked to Vicente while any of this was going to... He had no communication with any of these people, yeah, basically. Yeah, no, none of them would talk to him. Yeah, so... And even, like, then in the end, like, you know, apparently they have their stories collaborate, like, collaborated, and, like, he was the driver, yada yada. Like, he had all the details down. So I guess he talked to them. and was like, yo, I'll take the blame that we didn't get to see that if it did happen. Yeah, um, he was just bullied into it, but then forgave the bullies mm-hmm. just because he, he got acquitted, um, which if you didn't, if you don't know, basic Spanish was hard to realize that he got acquitted because on Netflix, it, they show that he's acquitted via a bunch of tweets that pop up. <laughs> yeah, this is but where I can post confused. None of it is translated in subtitles. Not, not uh, even in like the smallest little text of titles. Yeah, you know? there there <laughs> is one that had something similar to their names and then acquitted. Uh, it, it was enough where like even my dumbass who doesn't speak Spanish could be like, oh, okay, they were acquitted. Um and, you know, with with them being rich, I kind of just assumed that would happen because the world's a fucking terrible place where, you know, rules don't apply to rich people. Um, but, yeah, it's it. The whole thing's really weird. And the entire time, like. There is nothing really to make you other than the fact that he's being falsely accused. There's nothing really to make you feel. For Vincente, yeah. Vincente is it's all he's he's kind of a dull boring dude and all he does is just like tweet and text people who either text him back or don't text him back and just makes he he's he's a basic bitch essentially he's a basic yeah. bitch <laughs> and uh yeah, he's he's charismatic with the ladies and some of his friends but other than that he's kind of just uh, more or less dumb yeah um in a lot of situations um, extremely naive which they do say they do say he's naive. yeah he but doesn't like, give all the information to prosecutors and stuff yeah, like that which kind could of, have absolutely saved his ass yeah it kind of reminded me of that italian film we watched happy as lazaro mm-hmm. but with with lazaro you knew something was wrong with him yeah like he had like asperger's or something with vincente he's just like oh he's a dumb rich dude mm-hmm. who all he wants to do is drink get high and have sex and has no personality traits whatsoever. Other than uh, that, yeah. Yeah, he's just... There's no depth here. There's... there's le- Legitimately, the only reason you're on his side is because he's being falsely accused. And you see where he was when it happened. So there's zero doubt in your mind that he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just... It's... It's it's a I'm I don't want to go so far as to say I didn't like this movie. I, I enjoyed it. I liked the it's movie. Just, but I just it's, hate the way it went more than yeah, I hated the movie it's itself. A, it's a very flat movie throughout the entire thing. 
Uh, there's no like peaks and valleys. There's no major events that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, even the partying scenes. Granted, I don't really like parties to begin with, but the partying scenes seemed kind of boring. Uh, it's just very flat. It's just there's not much depth to any of it. It's a very basic story and and plays as such. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't hate it that that probably as much as you did. I was actually enjoying it for the most part. And, well, no, I, I, yeah, I don't want to make it seem well, like no, I, I, I didn't. didn't I didn't like mean to say hate. That was way too strong yeah. of a word for me to use. Um, I liked it a little more than you did, um, at least during the beginning. And then it was just that end that really kind of killed it for me. I was like, all right, well, maybe he'll like you know get his shit together and like you know maybe the reason he's talking to this girl that he's kind of just slamming in the like middle. Yeah, yeah who, who who says that she's bored after giving him a blowjob? Then like, why did you give him a blowjob if yeah. you're bored? Why are you with the guy? If, yeah. Why didn't you just say that you're bored with him? I don't know. I mean, cool. Dude got a yeah, well, sloppy toppy. Uh, good for him. <laughs> you gave him a goodbye blowjob? Like, yeah. I mean, that's like, a weird thing. I, I thought the point of him seeing her was to get... And this, this is like the, the, the thing with like, hey, I wish this went a different way. Is like I thought the point of talking to her was try to get closer to one of the friends so you could I, at least I thought that's the way that was going. Maybe I was yeah. wrong or or at the very least give you a reason to root for him to not go to jail because he has this new budding relationship. Yeah. But then they just tear that away from you mm-hmm. at, after after he comes, she's gone. Yeah. She's and just, then. Uh, <laughs> Come and go. Come and go, as you will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, like you had you had that. Obviously, I was I was like fucking pissed at the the kids. I even texted you like these fucking kids. Oh, yeah. And also the actor must have smoked at least 20 packs within the like first third of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And I texted you that like, Jesus, this man's a chimney. Um, (laughs) And like so, so like you got that you got you got the. You know the the characters blaming the uh, the hit and run on this guy, and you're like, all right, that's that's enough motive. He's gonna get his shit together. He's gonna like, kind of like investigate what the hell actually might have happened within these people. Maybe like maybe like swoon like the the one girl into like getting some answers. Yeah. You know, but no, he just kind of plays naive and dumb the whole time. Uh, you know, blasts blasts a whole you know sedimentary seed inside of a woman and then <laughs> after she explicitly multiple times multiple says not times said don't do it and then he said oh i forgot um yeah, he's a fucking either a dumbass or a piece of shit or and, both and then like then it basically goes to the lawyer guy talking to him and then he like gets to hey uh i did do that thing that hit and run that i definitely didn't do and then, then he's at a party with this group of friends that blamed him on this hit and run that just put him through or him through hell the last probably couple months, I would assume. It shakes hands with the one dude, like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's, <laughs> and that's it's, that's where I was confused. I'm like, now are you telling me he's that naive that he's hanging out with these people now again? What the hell? Yeah. And, and and if it was like a a getting a seat at the table kind of thing, they should have done a better job at showing that, because it really just makes him seem stupid and and yeah. man, uh, easy to manipulate and has no conscience of his own. It's, it's just no one in this movie has a conscience really, and you think Vincente might, yeah, but then he just kind of doesn't learn anything, mm-hmm. and yes, the whole idea of the uh court system is rigged against people without power 
uh, if they're up against people with power. Yes, 100% true. But it's also not something new and shocking that is worthy of its own film in which the the main character learns nothing in the end. Yeah. It's 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 just a su- it's such a weird movie. Like I I liked it, but it, it just there's there's enough there for me to just be like what is the point of this movie? Mm-hmm. Like like there's really it feels like there's no point of it and and it's I don't know, it's just weird. Yeah, it went from it went from me hating the characters to from what they were doing or for what they were doing, not you know, just because the characters, yeah, yeah. to me just hating the movie because of how it played out with the characters and you know just the plot period. It's yeah. like uh, <laughs> exactly that wasn't English because it shit didn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't make sense, <laughs> and you know, there's there's not really, and I really, and I really wanted to like it. I yes, did. I did too. I I I did like it for the most part. Like, I think. Uh, the 6.5 out of 10. I'm probably right around there, if not a little lower. Mm-hmm. Pro- actually, probably a little lower. Probably more like a 6 out of 10, uh, even. Or even like a yeah. 5.5 out of 10. I didn't dislike it. I didn't hate it. It's just a non-movie to me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no point to it. There's no great huzzah moment of of recollection. It's not. It, it's kind of like that movie... Uh, well, I'm going to compare it to a movie that it's like, but also not like. Mm-hmm. That movie, uh, Paul Dano directed it, uh, Wildlife. Yeah. The majority of that movie is like a non-movie, where it's just like none of this... I mean, it's a fine movie, but none of it is really saying anything. But Wildlife at the end, the very last shot, wraps yeah. the whole movie up in a nice neat bow. Mm-hmm. You don't get that with this. Uh, it just kind yeah, of goes was, to, it was- basically just a real life thing that we hear yeah. about every other and, week <laughs> yeah and and maybe in 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 chile that's that's like a, a shocking thing yeah if that happened in america people would just be like yeah, yeah they'd be like oh another rich white guy got away with something oh, oh no yeah oh shocker surprised um, and then that the music going into the end credits try to make it seem like something epic happened yeah and which which is what that's when i kind of knew that the director didn't know what they're trying to say mm-hmm. when they're just like oh boom boom, well, they, boom, boom. Well, they did the thing yeah they did that with the maid and she like put a mop or i don't remember what it she, was she's uh she's, she's put out a fire yeah she put out a fire and then as soon as that Um, fire went i went to black screen yeah so which is why it makes me think that maybe what they're trying to say is you got to play the game to have a seat at the the party or you're going to be cleaning up their mess like she was yeah, uh, I wanted you know, I wanted to see what people were talking about in this movie, but of course I don't really speak uh, you know Spanish or Chile, so yeah, uh, I was I was like Spanish or Chile, yeah, I, <laughs> specifically Chile. You got to have the yeah. beans, yeah, no, got to no. have the beans, <laughs> Jesus, unless it's a Texas chili, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a fine movie. The acting is solid in it. Uh, the writing is honestly where it gets me. It's just. I feel like this has a bigger impact in Chile. I'm Maybe. sure it does, but here in in America, it's just another movie where it's just like, yeah, you're saying things we already know, but you're not providing any answers. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so who knows? I I don't know. It, it it definitely probably plays different in Chile. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think I got that's all I got to say about it. Yeah. Honestly. Same here. Uh, so that brings us to the judgment. As always, it needs to be a unanimous decision. 
both Glenn and I have to say yes for this to go on the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Glenjamin <laughs> Button! Yes. You son of a bitch, I love you so much. Does much ado about nothing go on the shelf? It's funny that you said both of us have has to say yes, but do we? No, we don't. Because I'm saying... No, I'm just saying no. I really wanted to like this movie. I did. Yeah. I liked it for a little bit, and then it kind of just... The ending really was just like, well, forget everything that you were hoping for. Yeah, it builds it up. I, I'm complete agreement. It, it's it's not worthy of the shelf. It's a fine film. Uh, you know, if you if you want an hour and a half to kill with a a, you know, a flat line of a movie, mm-hmm. you can check this out. It's not bad by any means, but it's it just doesn't wow at all. It, it, there's nothing there that really wows me. Um, and yeah, I I if if it just did something different at the end. Yep. I don't I don't know why. I'm not trying to provide answers here, but. <laughs> Yeah, something answers, needed to answers happen. Answers are already too late. Yeah, We've something needed to happen and it didn't late. happen. Um, but yeah, so much ado about nothing. The Chilean film, not the Shakespearean play, mm-hmm. does not make it onto the shelves with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. That brings us to our plugs for this week. Uh, Glenn, do you want to go first or should I? Uh, I can go first. Um, so, listen. <laughs> All week, and I know what you're saying, Mike. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> Relax. You're right. I did say that. Uh, listen, I've been listening to this song all week. I even posted a thing about it on, today on Facebook. I was like, man, I barely speak any Spanish, but this song makes me want to hug my abuela. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, that's grandmother. Come on, get your shit together, people. Um, <laughs> so I've been trying to. Li- I've been actually been trying to like uh, broaden my uh, music library here. And just, you know, not listen to punk rock or anything all the time. Uh, and I've been trying to get into more uh, more popular, like, more today's female artists of, like, you know, now. Um, so I've been listening to Billie Eilish a little bit. And then I remembered uh, Jessie Reyes is a thing who I really enjoy. So I've been listening to her a lot lately. And she has this song. And this is where it connects to movies, guys. Are you ready for this? Uh, no. It was music inspired by the film Roma. And she has a song on there called Con el Viento. What it means? I don't know. Something in the wind. Not not <laughs> literally, but <laughs> something in the wind. Uh, let me look it up. God damn it. With the wind. Bada bing. Yes. Bada con, con el Viento. Uh, Jesse Reyes, the song. It's very beautiful in my heart. The lyrics might say otherwise. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. But God, do I want to sing it in the car all the time. <sighs> so damn beautiful. What if that song's just about poop? I would shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> so one more time, what was that song? Con el Viento by Jesse Reyes from the album Music Inspired by the film Roma. Ya no tengo nada, ni corazón, ni mi llorada, me dejaste seca. So me Cool, 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 cool. Uh, so my plug, I believe I probably plugged it last year. Uh, but they are coming out with a new season of Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, it will have released on Apple TV Plus, at least the first episode. I believe they do do a one episode a week, <laughs> John. Uh, you said do, do. Stop it. Uh, but anyway, this is Rob McElhaney uh, from It's Always Sunny. Uh, or McElhaney, I don't know how he pronounces it. I believe it's McElhaney, but I, I can't be sure. Uh, Rob uh, Rob McElhaney and Charlie Day, along with Megan Gons, uh, have uh, 
created this show. First season came out last year. You can check that out on Apple TV Plus now. They just released a special episode to celebrate the upcoming season, season two, uh, which comes out May 7th. Should be out already if you're listening to this. That is Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet on Apple TV Plus. It's a great show. Apple TV Plus has a few good shows on there that are worth the cheap price which for some reason they're waiving right now for me i don't know if they do that for new subscribers but i haven't paid for it in like six months yeah and i'm not i'm not gonna uh, they told me that this is happening so it's not like yeah i'm it's not something like it's a secret yeah um interesting yeah so that is mythic quest raven's banquet uh it is a really funny show uh, sitcom that is kind of based off an office that works on a world of warcraft type game and it's really cool. Highly suggest people check it out. Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet on Apple TV+. Plus. There it is. <sighs> oh, how I wish I could be with you to press flesh against flesh. Oh, okay. It's better that he's remote. I'm a hangout. Go that shirt is so tight that I can authentically see your nipples. Why are you looking at my nipples? It's hard not to. You're kind of asking for it. That's victim blaming. You can't blame me. You are a victim of nothing. So those are our plugs for this week. That brings us to our assignment for next week. It is my turn to go mm-hmm. on with my bad self. Uh, I have to double check what this is on. Just bear with me. Yes, um, sir. I believe it is on Hulu. Who? Yes. Okay. So this film is on Hulu. It is a Chinese film from 2015. We're doing back-to-back international films. Uh, and this is going to be The Assassin. Uh, it is a film that has... I, I know for a few for a fact that it's got pretty great cinematography and that is like the main thing that has kind of interested me in this. Uh, just haven't got around to watching it yet. But a female assassin receives a dangerous mission to kill political leader in 8th century China. It is directed by and I apologize ahead of time, Xiao Xing Hu, and written by Chang Ah, uh, Tian Wen Shu, Xiao Sheng Hu, Ha Meng Shi, and Xing Pei. It is starring Qi Shu, Che Cheng, Chen Cheng, Yung Zhu, and Satoshi Sumabuki. Uh, and that is on Hulu. It is a cool looking film and okay. i've been meaning to watch it for a long time but it hasn't been anywhere well now we're both going to be able to watch it it's we're gonna be both going to be able to watch it so that is the assassin on who yes So, <laughs> so thank you everyone for wa- or listening, not watching. Oh, if you're, are I don't we know being why watched you're watching right now? it. Why are we being watched right now? Hey, I'm turning anyway, around right now. As always, you can check out our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. Which hopefully by the time this comes out, we have a Mortal Kombat review. Mm-hmm. Who knows? 
But on Letterboxd, I'm Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we assassinated a political leader. We go back in time. We do it. And we're go- maybe we won't assassinate. It's just, it's, it uh, hates maybe, that we will. Maybe we'll just go and check out uh, China. Yeah. yeah. It, it'd be fun to check out, maybe. Uh, I like I don't looking know. at things. Yeah, things are and, cool to look and at. And killing people. Oh, bye. Bye.